4: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
2: It's beginning to look a lot like Minnie Crush. Is this like a holiday special, Chuck? Everywhere we go. This is out of season. There's Chucky, he's on the
4: right, and Noel Brown is on the left. See, from where I'm sitting, you're on the left. Why do you have to ruin everything? Well, it's just that it's... (laughs) It's a little warm for Christmas, but I like, I like the Christmas spirit that's clearly in your heart, Chuck. <laughs> is this, is this going to be completely holiday-themed? I'm no. not prepared for that.
2: No, I'm just goofing.
4: And you don't ruin everything. No, you make everything better. Ah, Chuck, thanks, man. You lift me up. That's a song.
2: You were the wind. You lift me up. <laughs> By the way. Dude, you got some serious props for "Cry Little Sister." <laughs> not fall. The best part was the the other one that you hit then from that song. What? I can't even remember the line. Oh, it's like <laughs> blind boys
4: don't lie." Cry Little Sister. Yeah, the creepy children's choir oh, voices. Man. That's a classic, dude. <laughs> oh. There are a lot of people that are
2: like, dude, A, you killed it, and B, I love that song. It's,
4: the, it's, the, it's a weird song. I had that soundtrack on cassette when I was younger. Oh, really? And I think I've probably said it on the show before. That was the first place I ever heard Echo and the Bunny Men, who I'm a huge, huge fan of. Sure. Because they do that weird cover of uh, Strange Days by yeah, The Doors yeah. that opens the movie. But Cry Little Sister, it's like the tortured love theme of The Lost Boys. That's yeah. what that is, you know? That's right. It's really good. Did they remake that? No. Well, I actually, I heard there's going to be a I'm television thinking. series. Oh. They did some weird direct-to-video sequels. Like, there was like, oh, at least okay. two with the struggling— uh, Was there anyone from the Ridge? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. In the first one, there was the, the Corys. Both Corys sure. were in it. And I think it was right before Corey Haim passed, passed away. away. So they, he was in the sequel? Both of them. The Frog Both, Brothers? Yeah, he and Feldman were in the sequel. At least one of the sequels. Gotcha. Yeah, it's called like the the tribe or something like that. That Corey Feldman is a interesting cat. Yeah, he he's he's kind of been laying low lately because for a while he was, like he was on um, oh one of the morning shows and he you know he's got this m- music or whatever and it's it's just not <laughs> this music or what it's just not music good. or whatever it's Isn't just so not good? good. But he is so <laughs> into it and I so know. passionate about it that you can't help but like. I know. It's almost like uh, Tommy Wiseau with The Room, right. you know, where he believes in yes. it, how good it is and doesn't see that it's actually not good. I think
2: people go to see his concerts uh, to laugh, at, and that's really sad.
4: Well, I wouldn't go to—I l- don't know, man. Irony is an interesting beast mm-hmm. because sometimes you like, you know, when we watch bad movies, do we watch them because we hate them or because we love them? I think it's because we actually love them.
2: Yeah, like I'm, I'm not into the concept
4: of the hate watch or no. the hate listen. I think it's different. I think like you know, I even agree. like Mystery Science or whatever, the the spirit behind that is they one those of joy songs. and is sure. one of like you know, it's fun. It's yeah, not yeah. angry or mean spirited or nasty. I don't think. I agree, Noel, one hundred percent. Oh goodness! What else did I see? I saw something in the theaters. Oh, I saw Shazam, dude! I'm going to see that today. It is. Awesome. I am no. I'm going um, to see that in no hype, two hours. Zero hype. But there was a point in the movie when I saw it where the entire audience burst into a round of applause oh, inside the movie. I, I've heard nothing but great things.
2: I'm so glad that DC is finding its way. Oh, they finally got their shit together. With that, Wonder Woman? That and Joker and this, trailer looks. It looks great. Awesome. Uh, Aquaman was okay.
4: It's Aquaman, dude. What it wasn't
2: getting... terrible by any means. Mm-hmm. It was. It was passable. I didn't leave angry like yeah. I did the Justice League movies and or I think it was just one Justice League movie right but that's because but the Superman the, Batman those though. were all
4: just so self-important and dark and yes not and no fun. fun yeah and gray and sludgy but not even in a cool gritty way just in like a yeah. plastic Zack Snydery way let's not, take everything we love about comic books and not do it let's just suck the joy out of this whole <laughs> affair let's do that no they're figuring next because Shazam is pure joy I can't wait you're gonna love it yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about it next time it's uh for I mean, sure
2: yeah all right, Noel, we are going to get going here. I was going to do, I promised to do corrections corner at the top of every show, but uh, I don't think, actually, let me check real quick. I don't think we have anything new since we recorded uh, eight minutes ago, <laughs> but I'm checking in real time, everyone. We call this part Chuck Types. All right, I think there are a couple of more corrections, Noel. So let's just uh, go over these. Uh, Jim Busa, your pronunciation of the word important. It's important. You say it on almost every podcast. Well, Jim, that's not a correction, my friend. That is called a regional affectation. People in different parts of the country and world. Speak differently than people in other parts of the country and world. There are many localisms and many regional accents that flavor words like softening T's to D's. Not a correction, Jim. One might even call that pedantic. Here in the South, we soften our T's. No one says Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Important. Atlanta.
4: You say Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. You know, John Hodgman had Some a part— Some people say Atlanta. It just depends. Not people from Atlanta. Well, Ben Bolin <laughs> says Atlanta. <laughs>
2: he's oh, he's, 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 he's born know, and raised. Ben. Good Lord. <laughs> Can you really hold Ben up as an example of what? anything? <laughs> not,
4: what? what does that mean?
2: <laughs> I just wanted to back on him because he's not here. That's fair.
4: <laughs> No, Ben is a maybe someone will tell him about this and I will get a sideways look. Uh, no, he'll, he'll, uh, no, Ben is Ben is my Ben is my my guy. He's my work wife. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but no, it's I, I think it's also some people are just have shed any semblance of regionalism, like whether on purpose uh-huh. or just like it just doesn't. Because I don't know, I I don't think I have any affectations that are specifically associated with the South, except saying things like "y'all" occasionally or does like certain word choices.
2: Yeah, I but, don't have a heavy accent, but I there's that southern thing where we soften our teeth generally. Like John Hodgman tried out for a uh, he auditioned for a role one time that was someone from the South and he uh, asked for my help and which meant a lot to me and he sent me the pages and um, I rewrote them phonetically how someone from the South might, because re- he wanted to do it realistically and not some put on some phony accent and I was like it's really subtle man, it's like you soften tease, you. it's more stuff like that than like these big outrageous accents that people put on
4: Listen to my outrageous <laughs> accent. Like that? Is that from Is that from uh, Monty Python? That's got to be. Yeah, that's from Holy
2: Grail. Uh, I am French. You can tell by my outrageous <laughs> accent. <laughs> that's great. Alex Buck says, you once mentioned on the show Frasier, uh, did Frasier and Roz, were they married or engaged at one point? Um, that is not true, he says. A romantic relationship uh, was teased and maybe two or three episodes throughout 11 seasons culminating in a one-night stand, late into season nine, we have a Frasierist here. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was regretted immediately by both characters afterwards. All right. Fair enough. That's probably the way to play that. Yeah, uh, they're just
4: like, you know, they're, they're pals. Yeah. They work better as pals. Exactly. It's like you and me. We don't have to get married. We don't have to get married. We don't even have to have a weird one-night stand. Yeah, I'm open. For Let's wait for the fan fiction. <laughs> you know what? They started writing it. No, um, they did not.
2: Yeah, someone started a thing on Facebook like, let's do that thing where we each add a line. Oh, that's great. Which is always fun. The only problem is with Facebook being real time, it's hard to really get a coherent order. That's true. Because like three or four people will respond to what they think is the next line. and They're doing it the same It time.
4: just gets kind of unwieldy. I think but I it, but applaud the it effort. kind of becomes like the sort of Brian Eno-esque cut up uh-huh. experiment at that point, though. I, I appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah, why not? If you're invoking Brian
2: Eno, then you're doing the right thing. I think so, too.
0: A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: Right Noel. We're going to go with uh, a very special edition of Haiku Theater. Was it a holiday edition? It is a Kevin Bacon edition. Okay. How many degrees are we dealing with here? You can do whatever you want. However many degrees we want. Okay. I said basically um, movies, his roles, his life, personal life, whatever. Just give me Kevin Bacon haikus all nice. day long. Here we go. Kimberly McGuire. I'm still not over. Full frontal Kevin Bacon. He is a wild thing. I forgot he showed his dong. He hung dong.
4: He hung dong. <laughs> I don't know if Always Sunny made that up or if that was oh, that from that. That's for they, they say did he hang down? Did he hang dong? And I, it's so perfect. It just it's so perfect. The visual of it is just right. It's a fun thing to say. It's got yeah. good like alliteration of the ng sound. Uh huh. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, I didn't remember him doing that. <laughs> yeah, month, I, think yeah. He, I think he did hang
2: out. Okay, interesting. Uh, Jack Colin Ceron says, Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, he was in that one. So was Bill Paxton. <laughs> All right, nice work. Uh, our old pal Vanessa Lopez. Bacon, bacon, bay. Cun, bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon, bacon, Kev. <laughs> Oh, Lopez, you. Will Burke says, Kevin is awesome. Kevin is awesome. Okay. I'm counting on my fingers. Can you tell? Mm -hmm. Bacon is even better. Mix them together. Mix them together. Mm -mm. What do you get? Well, you get a last line. Oh, no, that's right. 575. My bad. Sorry, Will. Good job. Kevin is awesome. Bacon is even better. Mix them together. It even rhymed.
4: Oh, I see now. You get Kevin Bacon.
2: Mm-hmm. It was good. It was very good. Very creative. Uh, Desiree Held says, Is Kevin Bacon a hero like Star-Lord says? Spidey says no. Spidey says no. It's only four syllables. I'm
4: going to have to give it an... That was a very good klaxon (laughs) sound you just made with your throat, Chuck. That was a klaxon. That's
2: one of my favorite words. Skylar Ward says this. Always creeped me out. It was that River movie, Leave Merrill Alone. Yeah, that was a good movie, River Wild. Quite enjoyed that.
4: I don't think I've seen that one. It
2: was good. Uh, Our old pal Koontz, Jen, I'm sorry, Jack, Wren, Jack Swigert, Captain Jack Ross, Tom Noakes, Valentine McKee. <laughs> Kunz. it sounds like you're sending like some secret coded message to us. i have to figure that one out. Uh, Steve Cradolfor says, Boston murder case. Your dialect was suspect. At least maybe try. Man, getting on him for that Boston accent and Mystic River. Oh, Mystic River. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's Oh, that's right. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in years. I barely remember what it's about. I know there's like child sex trafficking or something involved, right?
2: Yeah, or a kidnapping or something, murder. It was it was
4: one of those. It was dark. Lines. It, it was wasn't dark. a fun movie. I think it was a novel. Was Sean Penn in that one? Mm, I think so. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it might have like Catholic uh, priest thing
4: or maybe i'm thinking something else. Sam there Streeter. There was also Sleepers. It reminded me of Sleepers kind of. There was a, a connection there. Anyway, this oh, was matter. Sleepers. Sleepers oh, was about the other one. It was another one. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he <laughs> could just keep cranking those movies out sadly. <laughs> Sam Streeter says this. A tasty sandwich? No, not that bacon, Kevin. He of the Loose Feet. That's good. Oh, that's a good title. He of the Loose Feet. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, our old friend Melinda Bacaleo says this, in A Few Good Men, Kevin gives Tom a warning, careful with code reds. That's good. I like it. Uh, Dylan Thomas. Boy, this better be good with a name like that. Oh, Kevin Bacon, who can dance gloriously. Also,
4: he fights well. Does he? He's a... Bit of a fisti-cuffs kind of guy, right? Like doesn't he get into fist fights in movies? He's he's never really been a fantasy guy. You know what I mean? Like you never really think of him as being some sort of like Conan esque character or like playing a big burly, you know, warrior type. No. He's he's, a, he's never I don't think he's, he's ever, ever been in like a period like sword and sorcery type. Movie. No, I don't know if I've ever seen him in a period piece. Anything. Anything. Interesting. It's because he's Kevin Bacon. He's Kevin Bacon. Look at he's that too hair. grounded in reality. Yeah. Agreed. Too many connections to him.
2: He's the Bakes. Yep. Patrick Gorman, our old pal, says this. Wed Kyra Sedgwick back in 1988. Kevin Bacon fact.
4: I like that. I feel, did they split up? I feel, No. I they're, no. They're still together. Oh, right? that's good. Yeah, they're that's one of the great good. couples. He's on an episode of the TV show version of Comedy Bang Bang where he talks about – he, he he references the the six degrees of Kevin sure. Bacon game and plays it with. He, he finds like somebody that has has no connection with him and he like walks through all of them. And He's down, man. He ends up being wrong. He's a cool guy, and the guy totally does have a connection to him because he forgot he was in like. I think it was actually Brad Pitt in Sleepers. Oh, wait a minute, was Kevin Bacon also in Sleepers? I don't know. Shit, I'm looking it up right now, Noel. All right, Live Corrections Corner.
2: Sleepers, the movie. We got uh, Jason Patrick. We have. Uh, Robert De Niro, Brad Pitt, Kevin Bacon. Yes, Dustin Hoffman. Minnie That's Driver. why I said the other one. Brad Renfro, Billy Crudup, Ron Eldred. Man, what a great cast! Jeffrey Donovan.
4: It was a good movie. Terry Kinney. I'm just going to keep reading names. Bruno Kirby, Dash Mehawk, Dash Mehawk, John Slattery. Are you ca- I know John Slattery. Now John Slattery's in stuff. Wendell Pierce. We're going to have a IMDb <laughs> off now.
2: Aida Tuturo. <laughs> oh, no, it just goes on and on. Is that you know, the best well cast movie ever made? You don't know who any of these people are, Chuck. I know all of them. Really? Sure. Aida Taturo? That's John Taturo's sister. Oh.
4: Oh, she John Slattery House. is. From um, Mad Men. From Mad, Mad Men. You think I'm just fucking around here? I really did think you were just fucking because were all, a lot of those names I didn't recognize. <laughs> you think I was just making things up? <laughs> no, I, I, th- I knew you were reading them off a page. But Holy I didn't. cow. Justin McFarland? Now, I do know him. Isn't he? No, that just made okay. that up. Oh, okay. can't, see? How many, they're just names at, at the end of the day, unless you assign meaning oh, to them. No. Uh, cousin Bobby
2: Bryant says this. We can't hold still long. They're under the goddamn ground. That's how they get you. Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. Classic. Such a good movie. That one's always a good rewatch. Uh, let me see here. All right, Sleepers. Here you go, Noel, from J.J. Verbino, our old pal. Dude, this was not a good look for you, but know that someone had to play. Yeah, because Kevin Bacon played the creep, if I'm not mistaken.
4: I do believe you're right. Like a prison uh, was he a prison guard or something? He was a guard, I believe. Like I believe sadistic. He kicked the shit out of people Yes, I'm not misremembering that. The thing about Kevin Bacon is he can go both ways. He's got this look that he that can either be like played as like sinister and like you know bullyish and oh, yeah. psychotic, or he can also be this kind of scrappy, you know, yeah upstart kind of cog in the machine, trying uh-huh. to stick it to the man. You know what I mean? Totally.
2: Totally agree. Uh, our old buddy Stellen Carlson says, talk about Kevin. Ugh, do we really need to? Haha, just kidding. <laughs> Let's do it. Stellan, that's silly. I like it. Uh, Kira Hawkins, Christopher Walken seemed to really hate Footloose. Oh, farts, Chuck got me. Little well, shout out to the April Fools. Adam uh, Pelletier, our old pal, says this. A stir of echoes. Spoiler alert, guys and gals. Body in the wall. I remember that movie, but I don't remember that spoiler. It was okay. Did you ever see that? Stir
4: of Echoes. Yeah, it uh, was sort it... of a medium thriller. Medium thriller. I, I maybe did. I don't. I don't remember anything about the story. Though. Medium good thriller.
2: Rob Kriegel says, "I am Chip Diller, Delta's versus Omegas, Niedermeyer's pal, from uh, the great great film Animal House." Ooh, this one's hidden. Interesting, because it had a bad word in it. Sometimes Facebook will do that, folks. If you put like an F word in your post, it'll, uh, it won't show up because we have a, I don't know why, but we have the profanity filter on our page. I should get rid of that. Uh, John B. McCarty, our old friend, says this, in The Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon's a see-through and stalkerish jerk. <laughs> All right, let's do two more. Krista Scott says, asshole hiking guide. Sean didn't want to gut fish. Stay in Central Park. And she says it's uh, whitewater summer, but Krista, I think you mean the River Wild. And then finally, uh, we're going to go with Tracy Driver McCarthy with this. Footloose, fancy free. How many degrees are you from old Kevin B?
4: How about that, Noel? Kevin Bacon haikus. I think that's a, there should be a name for it. Some sort of portmanteau between Kevin Bacon and Haiku. <laughs> I tried to think of that last night. Kevin Bay Kaiku. No, Kevin Bakus? Yeah. Hey. Ha- no.
2: Ka- hey, ha- Ka- Kaiku. <laughs> this is not. This, this is a fool's errand, Chuck. Some things are not meant to be portmanteau.
4: <laughs> Something is not meant to be. Oh, man. That's that's a shame. But, yeah, no, those are great. And the thing about Kevin Bacon, too, is like, he's so beloved people just like like him. him
2: because he messes if he was like had no sense of humor about the six degrees saying and like but he plays around with that stuff and he's a good sport and um why not you know that's how you should live life everybody kevin bacon style
0: a new season of bridgerton is here and with it a new season of bridgerton the official podcast i'm your host gabrielle collins and this season Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: All right, Noel, we're going to finish up with a couple of segments. Uh, One more uh, social studies that we're digging up from the past. Up with fuck. Uh, This is, of course, everyone, when we hear your all-time favorite F-bomb in a film. Uh, Austin Handler says this. What the fuck is a fresh... From Revenge of the
4: Nerds, slightly, uh, slightly racist. Now, I guess. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the context.
2: He's uh, making fun of the uh, Asian guy playing poker. He says he has a flush. Oh yeah,
4: that is problematic. Yeah, but this was the eighties. It was the eighties. There were jokes like that all over movies and TV. That's very true. And it's like We've come d- along. Do we cancel those movies now? Like, do we just strike them from the record? You know.
2: No, evidently you read the Facebook comment and say, "By the way, that's you, probably you couch go. it a little bit." I think so too. <laughs> uh, David Gooch, our old buddy, the Gooch, says this. Uh, I might have missed it in the thread, but Jay and Jaylent Silent, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, strike back. Fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck, noich, 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 <laughs> noich, noich, noich. Yeah, that's uh, you know, th- what's his face, Jay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is the whole thing. Snooch to the booch. Yeah. I got to say, I I, um, I, really loved Clerks when it first came out, way back in the day. I saw that in the theater it was sort of the beginnings of that great uh, 90s indie cinema. And Clerks was a a revolution, a revelation to me. Absolutely. And I kind of fell out you know, after that. Well, he got like a Kevin little too, Smith. I don't know, what is it, stylized or a
4: little too like –
2: But at the time, Clerks was a, like a very big – deal to, yeah. to be able to make that movie and release it
4: for sure and it also but it wasn't like i feel like some of kevin smith's movie. i, well, I keep wanting to say kevin bacon Chuck, sure because we were just talking about kevin bacon, get the bacon. ad nauseum for a while the <laughs> bacon is sizzling in my brain but uh kevin smith he sort of leaned on this sort of like this is a kevin smith movie pastiche or like kind of thing you know where uh uh-huh. like clerks was clerks Obviously, it was a Kevin Smith movie, but I feel like he leaned a little too heavily into the goofy, gross out aspects of what it means to be yeah. a Kevin Smith movie, whereas Clerks was actually a cool story and, like, a good movie. And They're, Hey, listen,
2: man. There are all I sorts of ways to be a director, but I don't love it when the director really inserts themselves and not even necessarily playing a part in the movie, which he certainly does, which is fine, as Silent Bob. They're doing another
4: one. They're working on one now.
2: Yeah, another Jay and Silent Bob. hmm not surprised. But really just inserting yourself as, like, I don't know. I feel like the best directors sort of disappear and
4: let the work be the work. So you're not a fan of the Shyamalan uh, uh, cameos?
2: No, no, no. I don't even mean cameos. I just mean being so, like...
4: No, exactly. It's that Re- Self-referential kind yeah. of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about it that bugs me. No, I totally agree. And it works when it works. Like, I think... I don't know, I've never walked out of a Tarantino movie being like, ugh, that was too Tarantino, that was too much. Because for whatever reason, he he can yeah. he moves the goalposts just enough every time you make something where there's something a little new. I guess people have their signature stuff. But that's, I think what you're saying that it, is when it's a little too gimmicky or on the nose, then know. it's a little easier to kind of lock into and be like, oh yeah, that thing. I'm having a hard time saying exactly what it is that bugs me. I think I feel you, Chuck. I think I feel you. <laughs> But what the point is, though, it's different between different directors. Like some can do it, yeah. and you never notice it, it; doesn't bother you. Like Spike Lee, you could argue, kind of has a thing that he does, but that's sort of hard to pinpoint too. He definitely does. Jordan Peele have a certain feel. Two movies in, Jordan Peele clearly has a distinct yeah. kind of Jordan Peele ness. But it, it's not. Bite me though. <laughs> but it, no, but it doesn't like draw attention to itself whereas I feel like Kevin Smith started with a little bit of like a okay he's got a unique voice and then as his career has progressed he's kind of leaned more into the aspects of his thing that I don't even really like as much like yeah. the, the gross out stuff and the right. kind of stoner goofball kind of you know pratfall comedy yeah yeah because anyway. he started smoking pot late in life that's probably true that's very true
2: Karen Schuler, Garen Schuler, excuse me uh, favorite F-bomb from uh, Anchorman Go fuck yourself, San Diego. With our coworker worker Ron Burgundy. <laughs> no, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our old pal, Vanessa Cashman, says this. Uh, Anita, fuck you. This is a house of lies. Mom, your sister used the F word. William, I think she said feck. Mom, what's the difference? William, the letter U. That is from Almost Famous,
4: Noel. Oh, I think he I, said Feck. Feck. I was for some reason I was thinking it was from Slums of Beverly Hills. I don't oh, know I love
2: that movie. That's a good one. So good. Yeah. Uh, Julio Caseda says this super bad. Prepare to be fucked by the long dick of the law. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been either uh, it was Hader and uh, Seth Rogen, right? That's They're the right.
4: Cops. They're the cops. Yeah, I forgot Hader was even in that.
2: You know what looks good is uh, sort of the. Uh, Female super bad that's coming out soon. That, what was it uh, called?
4: Like, uh, oh, it's it's their Booksmart. Booksmart. Yeah. No, I saw the trailer. The trailer it, it, looks so good. It does. I, that's so funny. I didn't even really put that together, but it very much is. Yeah, a female super bad.
2: I think so. Um, and uh, Olivia Wilde directed that. As her first uh, directorial debut. Is
4: outing. she an SNL person?
2: No, she's um, she's either married to or dates Jason Sudeikis, and has been in a bunch of movies. She was. I mean, sort of known as sort of like a, you know, a model, uh, a model actor, like beautiful, beautiful woman who did modeling. Like she was in the OC. Um, I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, but I didn't know that she uh, was a director and wanted to direct. And this movie looks terrific, if you ask me. I think so, too. I'm all for it. And I think uh, I think her dude Sudeikis has a little part in it. Even he was in the in the trailer.
4: Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a guidance counselor or something, I want to say. In yeah, trailer.
2: he's funny. I don't get enough of him. He had a small part in that movie about the small people, the shrinking people,
4: downsizing. Yep, which was just, which is your guy, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. Payne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like such a weird choice for him. I did you, know. Did you see it? I did yeah, a couple was, of times. Was it good? I really liked it. He, he
2: got some bad reviews. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was good. It was, it was a weird, weird movie. I totally support weird movies, Noel. All right, let's finish up with a few more of these F-bombs. Anthony Knorr, our old friend, says, uh, Kevin Bacon, actually, to the dead Graboid and Tremors. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, this classic line. Fuck you.
4: <laughs> classic f and jeffin'.
2: Uh, Joshua Fish says the practice session in the King's Speech. The movie was pretty good.
4: I don't know that I saw that one. That was a big Oscar buzz movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, All right. We'll
2: finish up with Scott Thiel here. Our old pal says this. When Clark Griswold loses his shit at Wally World. Yeah. We're all going to be whistling Zippy Doodah out of our assholes, I believe was one of the lines. And I'm sure he has an F-bomb in there somewhere, too. All right. no, We're going to finish up with uh, a little quick stream this. Uh, I saw a movie the other night at home, and it was called Thunder Road. Have you seen this film? Now, is that a Springsteen song? It is a Springsteen song, one of the great Springsteen songs. And it figures in the movie, like the movie is referencing the song Thunder Road uh, in the film. That's why it's called that. And it is written and directed and edited, I believe, and I think scored and starring uh, a dude named Jim Cummings who I'd never heard of. And he, the story here is that Jim Cummings made a short film, which is the the way this movie opens, it's like a 10-minute single shot of this character at a funeral uh, having sort of a breakdown. And it's all one long take. And that was the short film that he made and got a lot of attention for and festival huh. awards. So then he kick-started this film and got money to make this into a feature film, uh, which is the story of this cop that is sort of just coming apart at the seams because of a lot of family stuff. Really 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 good film. What what platform did you watch it on? Uh I watched it on Amazon, I believe. Amazon Prime. Um it's just really great, man. It's um I think it's only about 90 minutes long and it's just a very efficient film. Lots of really really long takes. Great acting. And I don't know if it was the mood I was in or the place I'm in in life. But at the end of the film, the end of the film is a, has a sort of a pretty sad last scene. But I fucking lost it. Emily had gone to sleep uh, just because she was super tired and couldn't quite make it through. And I cried for seven minutes after that movie died. Jeez, John. I couldn't get it together. Like, just. Like, I would stop and I would start crying again. Solo crying. Solo crying in the middle of the night at the end of this film. It man. just destroyed me. I cry at
4: Shazam. Really? Yeah. I even cried a little bit during Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that wrong with that, Noel. No, I think it's great. I'm a big softie. God, but, uh, I love crying. Yeah. It feels so good it's very sometimes. Ca- very cathartic. Um, but yeah, Thunder
2: Road, man, check it out. It is a, a very auspicious debut film. Okay. For a. Very, very talented dude. That's cool. I'll very check it out. good stuff. And tell me your emotional reaction
4: at the end. I will. Is it, it's not like you're crushed. Is it good crying? No, it's
2: not like, you know, oh my God, he's watching his daughter die in his arms type of thing. Good. Um, so I can't handle that. It's, uh, it's a, one of those sort of bittersweet endings that just wrecked me. You know? I
4: do, Chuck. I do. I will check it out for sure.
2: All right. That's it for this uh, week, everyone.
4: Uh, I'm Chuck. Wait, you did a thing last time. Do you remember what it was? I said for Noel Brown, I'm Chuck Bryant, and then I said for Chuck Bryant, I'm Noel Brown. Yeah, but we can't do that every week. Is there a re- is that a reference to something? <laughs> is that like something Walter Cronkite? Is that like a field reporter kind of uh, thing?
2: It is a sign, a typical sign-off for a certain kind of show. Yeah, that's right, on but you'd TV. say
4: for something something news,
2: I'm i Noel Brown. Yeah, but they they do that on the Friendly Fire podcast. Uh, our old pals over there at Max Fun, uh, Ben Harrison, goes. For John Roderick and Adam Pranica, I've been Ben Harrison, and this was Friendly Fire. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard that. I'll check it out. I was probably ripping them off. That's okay. All right, Noel. Good night. Good night. And good luck.
0: Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
1: Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robet, and me, Simone Boyce.